0: The Tip of the Tongue, a podcast on the Nitty Grits Network, where we explore the intersection of food and drink and museums. This is Liz Williams. I'm talking today with Mark Norman, comedian in New York, who also happens to be my son. So how are you doing today, Mark?
1: Doing good. Uh, Walking around the city. It's hot in New York. And I've been doing a bunch of Zoom calls and stuff like that. So one of the
0: things that I wanted to talk to you about is the sort of transformation of people's eating habits, including probably yours, that has happened because of this COVID-19 pandemic and the way we've all been sheltering at home and not being able to go out to eat the way we did before. So what have you and May done since this has all happened?
1: Well, we've been cooking just about every night. We used to eat out all the time. And now we probably eat out, you know, we'll get takeout maybe once a month, if that. And it's a big treat and weird and exciting and expensive. But now we cook. She'll make a plan. Of what we cook, maybe the night before or that morning, uh-huh. and then we'll go to the grocery, get all the ingredients. Oh, so look up a re- recipe, then we'll write a list, get all the groceries, bring it back, and cook it.
0: So when you make a plan, you really plan for the whole meal, not just saying, "Oh, we're gonna make spaghetti. You say spaghetti and salad and broccoli or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, you, we go even more specific. We made chicken cacciatore. We made uh, the Thai kind of shrimp rice thing. And what else did we make? Or what else did she make? I just chopped stuff and washed the dishes after.
0: So have you, uh, have you made roasted chicken? Have you made hamburgers? Have you made uh, beef stroganoff? Um, oh,
1: yeah. Beef stroganoff was another one. Hamburgers was another one.
0: Meatloaf? and
1: uh, No meatloaf, but a lot of chicken stuff.
0: Beef stew of any kind? Beef no, bourguignon?
1: No, no, no. No, we're not there yet. But she's, she's killing it and everything's been great. Oh, she made uh, chicken gumbo with, with andouille.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. How'd you find andouille in New York?
1: We luckily just there's a big sausage section in our grocery store, and it had Andouille. It had all kinds of sausage and I couldn't believe it had Andouille.
0: And it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Well, she made two. One was amazing, and the the second one was a little bit dark.
0: The the gumbo.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I think we we might have been my fault, but I think we left the roux on too long, and it got a little that kind of smoky taste.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I still ate all of it, and it was still good, but just compared to that first one, it was tough.
0: Yeah. So are you all having a lot of leftovers? How are you – I mean, they're just two of you, so how are you cooking for two as opposed to having lots left over?
1: Well, sadly, I'm such a mess that I usually eat all of it that night. Okay. So not a lot left over. Every now and then, think we'll, chicken cacciatore, we put in a big Ziploc and it lasted like three days. But a lot of it, we kind of, I guess we undershoot it and then we'll eat it all that night because I can't stop eating it because it's pretty good.
0: Well, so what are you doing for like breakfast and lunch? You're not even eating it like the next day for lunch kind of thing? Or are you just eating once a day?
1: No, it's usually, I usually eat oatmeal for breakfast because it's easy and filling and quick. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I'll eat an egg or some lunch meat for lunch. Nothing's too crazy. And then dinner is like a big blowout, and we really go all out and get stuffed to where we hate each other. And then (laughs) then we do it all over the next day.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, it's kind of nice not to have tons of leftovers because it means that you're doing something fresh every day. And so you plan, yeah. you plan every day, and you actually shop every day. you're not like shopping once a week.
1: Uh yeah, kind of. All, maybe every other day, but we've gotten better. We used to go literally go to the grocery store for six things, bring it back and cook it. Uh-huh. And we realized that was basically the same as going out to eat, except you're just cooking it. It was still almost felt like the same price as eating out. But uh we stopped doing that. We started going maybe once every two weeks. To the
0: grocery. So yeah, so you're it, starting to plan based on what you still have in the refrigerator kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but every now and then you you know, you get that thing where you're like, Oh crap, we gotta go pick this one thing up.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And luckily it's a block and a half away.
0: Well that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, Are you happy that, I mean, not, not about the whole COVID thing, but are you happy that all of this is kind of made you rethink dinner or are you looking forward to being able to go out all the time again?
1: That's a good question. I, I, dinner, the problem with dinner is it's so, so time consuming, you know, like you have to cook and chop and wash the plates and everything. So, in a way, you know, they say time is money. So I think eating out is is more efficient time-wise, not really financially. So I think we'll probably mix it up.
0: And you probably wouldn't have mixed it up without this experience.
1: No, not at all. Never in a million years.
0: Okay. Well, so that's a good thing. I mean, I mean would you say that it's a good thing to have happened?
1: Yeah, I think so, I guess. In a way, you know, there's always perks that come out of weird stuff, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess this is a perk.
0: Do you feel that you appreciate cooking in a different way? Just oh kind of...
1: yeah, okay, definitely. I mean, it's so easy to mess up. I feel like, and you can add weird things. Like we made that chicken cacciatore, and she was like, "I noticed we have olives in the fridge," and I was like, "Throw them in!" So we threw them in, and they were great. And then we did that another time and it sucked. So <laughs> it can uh, really everything is, you know, case by case. And in the beginning she was using, you know, measuring cups and going right off the number and now she's kind of freewheeling and going off like putting a little scoop in her hand and pouring that in and eyeballing it. So so that, so that means you really being, got it.
0: You're being a real cook when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so is she even not looking up recipes now and just saying, well, I, let me see what I can make from what we have.
1: She can do that. And we do that a lot, but I think the recipe is the fun part.
0: Yeah. Cause then you're, you're, you've got like a goal. It should taste like this yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah.
1: But now she'll do, oh, all right, we got to, we got a couple chicken strips. We got a couple avocados and tomatoes and lettuce. So she's like, I'll make a salad that I'll make. She makes salad dressing herself. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be like, oh, we just need some rice. And then we'll go pick up a box of rice, make the rice. And then and then you have chicken, rice and a salad.
0: Yeah. So are you eating more vegetables, you think?
1: I mean, I was eating a lot before. I'm a fan, but I think probably, yeah, eating more, mm-hmm. and maybe healthier, because you don't know what the uh, restaurant's putting in there.
0: And what about desserts? Has she been doing a lot of baking? Have you baked bread? Have you gone that direction?
1: Not really. We're not a big bread house, so past- every pastry is just bread, really, you know, it's Scone is bread. A croissant is bread. Cake is bread. Muffins are bread. Right, so,
0: it's a sweet bread. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we haven't done a ton of desserts because we're not a big bread family.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So uh, I don't know what else. What else can you make? I guess you can make a brownie, but brownies are bread too.
0: Yeah, but you know, you could be making pie. You could be making candies. There are people who are doing that kind of stuff too.
1: Oh uh, okay, yeah. Maybe like a fudge would be good.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: that's like pure
0: sure, sugar. <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: yeah. It hurts the teeth.
0: Yeah, and but even cookies are kind of bread. They're just uh, right. But 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 you know a pie, a pie dessert. Uh, you could make a pudding. There are other things you can do for dessert that aren't quite bread.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, pudding. That's a good idea.
0: You know, you could make a like a lemon meringue pie without the pie crust and just have the the lemon curd with the meringue on top. That could be, you know, I mean, yeah, unbradish. Let's say,
1: yeah. Right, right. No, that's a good call.
0: But you also probably don't have a big sweet tooth, so it's not.
1: Um, no, not really. And I'm one of those guys. The more sweets I eat, then the more I want, and it never ends.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, what other kind of food-related things do you think you've really you've changed because of all of this?
1: Uh, Say it again, sorry.
0: What other food-related things do you think you've changed because of all of this?
1: I think a little healthier. I think. A little bit, except for dinner. It's a little lighter,
0: than you know, like, what you would have eaten ordinarily.
1: Yeah, because you know, before every maybe once a week, I'd go have go to a diner with my friend, and we'd get pancakes and meatloaf and French fries and all that. And I was also, you know, going to the gym during that time, which I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was definitely eating all kinds of restaurants comfort food that I don't eat now mm-hmm.
0: so are you t- intentionally trying to be healthy or is it just that's what's happening
1: I think that's what's happening and you know when, when you go to the grocery store you feel bad about buying a pancake mix you know so right. but when it's on a menu you're like eh, screw it let's get the pancakes
0: right right
1: so I guess in that way I've Cut back on sweets a little.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And what about drinking?
1: Definitely cut back on that just because there's nothing to celebrate and then you're just doing it out of boredom, which is the worst way because then, you know, it was just a waste of time and calories and then the hangover and then you're stuck in a quarantine with a hangover. It's nothing worse than that
0: yeah but you could have a beer you don't have to have twelve you know
1: that's true but i i don't know i I can't stop once i start It's like the dinner <laughs> okay but, but i have you, i have one every now and then okay or a or a you know a highball or a nightcap or whatever you call it
0: uh-huh, okay. So, but you know it's certainly a lot cheaper to eat to have a a beer at home that's cost you a dollar and a quarter than it is to spend five or seven dollars for a beer at a bar,
1: yeah, definitely,
0: so all right. We've talked about what you're doing at home and that sort of thing. Are you seeing that any of your friends are making the same kinds of transitions or have they been just doing takeout this whole time?
1: I think the single friends are going takeout, going lunch meat and bread, stuff like that, and the relationship friends are doing the same thing I'm doing.
0: And so do you think that if you were not there with may that you'd be doing that too probably and even with time on your hands
1: oh uh, i might go a little bit rogue and dabble in some you know something easy but i i definitely wouldn't be cooking i'd probably try it once and fail and then give up
0: okay So now do you think you actually have learned something? I mean, I realize you're not actually doing it. You're the sous chef, so to speak. But do you think you've learned something from that experience?
1: What, from times I tried to cook?
0: No, right now while you're kind of helping May.
1: Oh, yeah, I think so. You know, I've learned about what onions can do to a meal and how easy sauces are to make, you know, because you just see – Salad dressing in a bottle, and you go, yeah, that's salad dressing. That's how it comes out of the ground. <laughs> and you pl- now, like, it, oh, it's just
0: pluck it off of trees and uh, yeah. just put it right into the into the the cart. Yeah,
1: yeah, you pluck it off of a, a Caesar tree, and that's Caesar uh-huh. dressing. huh. But uh-huh. no, it's just, you know, you're like, oh, it's not that crazy. It's vinegar or you know mustard or mm-hmm. egg whites or whatever the hell it is mm-hmm. and you're like oh that makes sense Some garlic and it's kind of cool seeing the the uh, like the bare bones of it or the the, the origins of it
0: uh uh-huh. so do you remember like when you were little and we would make things like pizza and stuff like that do you remember any of uh, that oh yeah
1: I remember that. I remember making square pizza. I was always shocked by how uh, little cheese went on. I thought you put gallons of cheese on, but it's not that much. And it's not that much sauce either, but it, it comes out looking right. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I do remember that. And I remember Dad would cut it with scissors. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what about vegetables? Do you feel... That you still, I mean, you said you were a fan of vegetables. Do you think that has anything to do with eating them when you were little?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, remember, I would eat those tomatoes with that French kind of dressing that Dad liked.
0: Uh-huh. Thousand Island. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that definitely helps because I know a lot of friends who still won't do it.
0: They don't like vegetables? No. Oh that's it, really a shame. See a
1: salad is like eating uh
0: grass like the, yeah
1: it's like eating lawn trimmings.
0: Oh that's too bad. I mean there's there's a lot of good stuff in vegetables like uh, artichokes and like eggplant parmesan and tomato sauce. I I guess a lot of people just think ketchup is is a vegetable and that's, that's,
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Mm. That's a shame. Remember broccoli soup? We used to eat a lot of broccoli soup.
1: Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I was a fan.
0: Yeah. Broccoli soup. And remember when you were little, we would take um, like V8 juice and heat it up outside on a little bit of a burner. And then we would put like, dried basil on it and you used to call it the green stuff and yeah uh, yeah, I mean you you were really pretty eclectic about eating vegetables you ate tomatoes you ate mushrooms and you know just all kinds of other kinds of vegetables you were pretty good about it.
1: I remember that yeah that was
0: that
1: was a fun time.
0: And you would ask for snack and we would cut up Various co- colors of bell pepper, and you would dip it into ranch, because you loved ranch dressing.
1: Oh, yeah. Who doesn't?
0: Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I often would make it and then put it in the bottle. So Really? Uh-huh.
1: Oh, see, I didn't know that.
0: So you weren't really eating. You know, I was always afraid that there were so many chemicals and preservatives in those bottles of dressing that Mm -hmm. but but I thought if you thought that I made it you might not like
1: it as much Ah. (laughs) yeah you might have been right so you knew about you know health back then even
0: yeah sure Yeah.
1: I don't know if a lot of people did a lot of people I remember friends who thought pizza was good for you
0: well pizza could be good for you in moderation and if you weren't you know, eating horrible stuff on it, so
1: yeah, I mean, I'm talking dominoes here,
0: yeah, well, that's yeah, and we we tried not to eat too much fried food and all that sort of thing, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, although when you would go out of town, Dad would go right to Popeye <laughs> or Chinese food, well. He wasn't
0: a big cook himself, so.
1: No, no, especially when he would drink or eat cereal and we'd be out of milk, so he'd put grape juice in it.
0: (laughs) Yes, I've seen him do that.
1: Yeah, that was pretty shocking for a six-year-old.
0: But what did you think? Did it taste okay?
1: No, I tried it (laughs) once and it was horrific, but he, he didn't even flinch he just ate it didn't didn't even blink
0: yeah i i i can imagine yeah <laughs> <laughs> so all right so tell me what what else is up with you any other food related stuff we have to talk about cuz that's what our theme is is food
1: i guess i have realized how big of a big of a rip off most restaurants are like eating some of the stuff may make you're like this is you made this tie thing the other day i was like this is amazing this would cost you know 14 bucks a plate and we probably made the whole thing for eight bucks for two people uh-huh and it was really good and probably healthier and probably bigger portion and so yeah you realize what they're getting away with
0: well i mean when you think about the cost of a restaurant they have to pay a wait staff they have to clean up, you know, they do the cleanup and they've, they've prepared everything. And then there's so much loss and waste because you have to be prepared for however many people you think might come. And then if not that many people come, you often have wasted a lot of food. And so when you go to the restaurant, you're paying for all of that. You're paying for somebody to serve you, for somebody to cook it for you, somebody to wash your dishes, and you're paying for the people who don't show up. Right. So it's not really a rip-off in the sense that they're trying to overcharge you. It's just that there's so many extra factors in there that are unrelated to the actual production of the
1: food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But when you break down, it's the food part. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. The food
0: part is a small, small percentage of the cost. I mean, they're paying rent. So you've got a, a place to be, you know, and they've decorated it and all. They might have music and all that sort of thing. So you're paying for more than just the food.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, the, I mean, when you were little, that was one of the reasons we weren't going out to eat all the time, is because it's expensive to do that. And I mean, it's quite a luxury to have every meal out.
1: Oh, yeah. Very nice. And no dishes and all that good stuff. Right.
0: Right. But it's a lot to pay to have that luxury. Yeah. It's also true that you don't get to experiment on your own at all that way. I mean, you get to try new things. You can always go to a different kind of restaurant. But it's kind of nice to have some control over it.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it, it's nice you have the time. It just takes a while. And it's, it's, yeah.
0: It's, basically, it's, your
1: whole night is gone.
0: It does, it does take time, but there are things that don't take as much time. I mean, I think that there's a sense during this, this time of sort of sheltering at home that you do have time that you might not otherwise have. Um,
1: right, right.
0: But there are things you can do that aren't quite as time-consuming. And certainly, for example, if you are going to bake a chicken, you might as well bake two chickens because it doesn't take any longer to make two chickens than it does to make one. And then you have an extra Uh chicken already cooked so that the next night you just have to heat it or you can use it into something else, you know. So there are ways to, to work that out so that you're doing a little bit more planning, but every night isn't quite as as extensive as when you start with something new every single night.
1: Ah, See, that's good thinking. We we, We don't really do it like that, but that's a good move.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have the oven on and you're cooking something, and I realize you probably don't have an oven, so you're not doing this, but let's assume you have an oven. You can roast vegetables for the next day. You can do all kinds of things in the oven at the same time because it's hot. So you might as well just use it and use up the whole space. And then that, yeah. that can take you multiple days ahead, you know. Yeah. You can bake that's- potatoes and then use the extra potatoes to make potato salad the next day. You know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. We don't really. We just kind of get get excited about the meal that night and get really into it, and then we don't even think about tomorrow.
0: Yeah, but you know, if you needed to because you were you were planning in a different way, then you'd start to think a little smarter about it. Yeah. So, all right, any. Little memories from your childhood that you want to discuss that have to do with food. I I'm, I was going to just tell you about one of your friends who used to eat out of our refrigerator. I, oh. every, every time he came over, there would be things that would just disappear out of the refrigerator.
1: Is that Phil? Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think he was allowed to eat at home. Oh. So he, was, he would really, he would do that at Scott's house too. He would really pig out. We would actually skip going, we wouldn't play basketball because he wanted to eat all the Doritos or whatever.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, that was funny. And then of course there was Scott and Scott wouldn't eat anything that wasn't in a
1: box. Yeah. Except grapes. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was, you know like dogs, you have to socialize them or uh, they go, or they're screwed for the rest of their life. Uh-huh. He was like that with food. He never had a green vegetable or anything and he just couldn't go back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Any other food memories of yours? Those are mine, basically, that I remember.
1: Let's see. Man, I remember the first time I tried ramen noodles, how good that was. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I remember being blown away by that. I remember eating a lot of, um, I remember one time I was just craving mashed potatoes and gravy, and you just made it out of the blue. Yeah. That was impressive. I didn't know you could just make mashed potatoes. And I remember it had the peels in it, and I was a a little bummed out that it had little pieces of peel in it.
0: Oh, that's too bad. But, of course, I probably wouldn't have peeled them because the peeling. No, was... I
1: mean, it was just, I just picked up that fluffy white mound you see in the on the box. And so uh-huh. then when I saw some actual potato peel, I was like, oh, this is not the same. <laughs> but I was, you know, I was nuts. Uh, what else did you make that was good? Uh, You made a lot of chicken zucchini red sauce thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a favorite. That was always a can't miss. And then there was some kind of chicken soup after. You always use the whole chicken.
0: Yeah. Like
1: the buffalo. Yeah. With the Native American.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And uh, a lot of big giant tomatoes. Yeah. That you don't see anywhere else.
0: And did you like eating at Nana's?
1: Oh, yeah. She always had a great meal going. I never liked those cookies we made. I secretly hated those cookies.
0: I know. So did your brother. And uh, Oh, really? Yes. So I just quit on the cookies. They're just my own secret indulgence, but I don't make anybody else deal with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are tough. It's just a bummer when a cookie can't please you.
0: Right. It's true. But it's the uh, it was the anise flavor it just isn't the same anymore but um you know yeah. they just were not full of like chocolate chips or anything you know that's
1: right well that was back before flavor existed <laughs> uh but yeah that, that was, she always had uh, like a ricey kinda Beefy gravy, kind of thing going on, over, going on over there, and that was always good.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for giving me your time today, and thanks to mm-hmm. everybody for listening. This has been Tip of the Tongue on the Nitty Grits Podcast Network of the National Food and Beverage Foundation. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Please subscribe. Thanks for listening. I'm Liz Williams. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, Mom.
0: You're welcome.